This week's episode of the award-winning Award-winning for you bitches Here for a podcast Is brought to you by Spring September, summer We don't know when the fuck spring is gonna happen Around this bitch The weather is so fucked up And she remains to continue to be fucked up And I'm mad about it because Fashion Nova is about to come out With a new line And it's gonna be cheap and it's gonna be fierce And I can't be out here looking like an entree Looking for a husband If the weather's fucked up Spring like who all over there (laughs) When I saw that me Apparently somebody that she do not like Who all over there (laughs) Somebody that Spring does not like is over here And she's not coming to the party And I am pressed the fuck about it I I just I'm I'm trying to find a husband Hmm? I'm trying to get married I'm trying trying to to crack (laughs) I'm trying to crack some eggs And I can't crack no eggs If the weather is 40 degrees and gloomy In April Get it the fuck together um, my name is Ronald Matters, aka your go-to summer choice that make oh. your booty look big. Oh, BKA oh. the point in douching when you know one more time it's gonna make your water be clear. Oh, follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and of course RonaldMatters.com. How you know when that one more time is the one one time though? Because it'd be like the one more time and then not it'll turn into three more times. You don't, when is the one more time? You need more. You need more lace. <laughs> you need more lace. You need oil sheen. You need oil sheen. If put, you don't know when that one time is yet, you need more practice. Practice <laughs> makes perfect. Put oil sheen in your fleet. Yeah. Oh wow. No. 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 <laughs> no. Don't do that. But, I am the Superman. T H E E S U P A M A N, aka the Jack of All Trade. <laughs> BKA the Intestine Abuser, and this is here for a podcast. That's not good. Because if I have to get my small intestine removed. Thing with. I ain't tell you to remove it. I'm just saying I'm gonna move shit around. Oh. Literally. Oh, cool. So that's 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 that, and that's where we at. Um, our icebreaker this week mm. is um, the wrong side of an orgasm. Mm. So when have you felt like you were sexually inadequate or didn't perform to your full potential? So you didn't either make your partner come or you didn't come. Somebody fucked up. Can I say like I've never been through that? Never That's a motherfucking lie. I've never ever 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 been through that. I've never been through that. So there was never a time where you was like, "Damn, I thought I was gonna come," and then you didn't come, or you thought he was gonna come. You thought you was throwing it back as hard as possible, and he still didn't come. And was like, "Oh, this is nice." Never happened. Right. I'm not touting in any by any measure, and but I also have had fewer sexual experiences than you have. But in my sexual history, I've never experienced that. So, Ronald Matters is going to be the Kim Zosiak of this episode, <laughs> and that's cute. Don't do that. Um, I'll say um, there was times that I was fucking someone down. Like, I was, like, putting putting it in. I was, like, going to work. I uh-huh. knew I was throwing, like, the best dick that I was throwing in life. And, um, he, like, the person that I was fucking, like, didn't make a noise. Like didn't burp, didn't cough or nothing, and I was I like, "Oh, I fucked the burp out of a nigga or two. Okay. Um, and so this person was just like, he like somebody ripped his tongue out of his mouth, like he had nothing to say. Wow. And it was like literally throwing Hashtag a tic tac, like throwing a tic tac down the hallway and hoping for the best. Wow. And I was like, "Oh shit! Well, I guess I was not the man for him." Wow. Um, so shout out to that hallway. So you you've only experienced it once, is what you're saying? Um, well, that was the worst experience. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, don't be out here throwing your tic tac down hallways. If it's a hallway, just let it go. Um, use our official hashtag on the internet. I was supposed to say that earlier. Use our official hashtag here for it hive. Um, so we can build a community on social media. So when you share us and talk about us, use the hashtag at us here for it pod across all platforms. Yeah. If you're not using the hashtag here for it pod, then you're not really engaged. Be engaged. Get in the conversation. Tell us what you think. Tell us, um, add to if you want to break some ice and tell us about your worst orgasm, please do. And we may shout you out on the very next episode. All right, now what's going on in hot topics? I'm nervous. There's a lot. I'm ner- no, pl- and cut it down short. It's a lot. It really is a lot. Um, first off, I would like to go in with the Ebombe, Ebombe, the chant from um the Avengers: Infinity War trailer. I'm ex- so excited to see it. I can't wait. Um, I hope that Black Panther gives me my life. Um, Scandal has ended. Formally, it's the end of an era. End of a who? An era. Come on, an era. Yeah, say my baby that. Um, well, you got to find a man first. Uh oh, uh oh. Here we go. <laughs> um, so I saw throughout social media like the mass disappointment in the series finale. I liked it because I think that Shonda Rhimes is calculated. I don't think that the series is actually over. Oh. I think that she's going to bring the series back in a couple years, um, you know, with a little fresh appeal and zeal and be like, oh, y'all missed it? Here you go. I'm going to give you 10 episodes and then see if people like it and see if they want to bring it back. It didn't end in a way that tied up loose ends. Mm-hmm. So for, I think that's what we were mad about. Yeah, that's, that's what, what people, I, as a viewer, was. Yeah, that's what people were mad about, and and they should be if they really thought that that was the end of the series. Because mm-hmm. if it was the end of the series, it should have tied up a whole bunch of shit. We don't know what the fuck Papa Pope was going on. Was going on with him. We don't know where Mama Pope ended. What happened with Quinn? We don't know. And the baby or Cyrus. We don't know nothing, and I feel like that's and intentional. You're fine with that. I think it's intentional because I think she's gonna come back. Okay. I think it's gonna come back because Olivia. I mean, um, Carrie Washington ain't doing shit. She ain't got. Uh oh. What's Carrie Washington? Don't even have a movie she's working on right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's intentional to say. Say the miss- last dance. Yeah. Two is coming out. Y'all, Carrie sh- Washington was in that. <laughs> You're sleepy. I, I can tell. I you. am sleepy. To I can be tell. Honest. You're very sleepy. Um, it's early. Um, the other next biggest hot topic was Beyonce uh, conquered Coachella again. Um, more of the press was about her falling, and I would like to make our gay PSA this week that right. Beyonce does not fall. Oh. Um, she alters gravity. Okay. She changes the time continuum around her. Ooh, it appears. A time continuum. Okay. It appears that she might have fallen, but if you know the powers of Beyonce, Beyonce does not fall. And I'm gonna leave that part there. Amen. Um. Say what you want to about Kenya. Oh. On the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. Okay. But Kenya comes prepared. Oh yeah. She prepares oh. reads. Oh. She researches reads before she gets there. And she is not going to talk to the back of your wig. <laughs> At all. I'm coming over here. I'm going to sit by Nene. I don't even like Nene like that. But I'm going to sit by her so I can read you. Baby, you need to see this. Um, And, I mean, it was it was anticlimactic. But, you know, what I expected for Real Housewives of Atlanta mm-hmm. at this point. If they don't do a real big cast 
shake up their missing it. Like it's not as fun as it was Sheree's like two three go. years. Sheree's gone already. Can apparently. Portia go? I, I want to see Portia go. I kind of want to see Portia. Okay, go her too. drama with Candy has wrapped. Okay, cool. They apologize and shook hands. Okay, now go. Literally with yeah. your crown. Um, people say they want Eva to get a full peach. I do too. And I'm not biased. I'm not sure. Um, now Shamia getting the crown, I would live for because Shamia's messy. <laughs> Shamia dumb. So you, she is, but she kind of boring though. Daddy Missy Elliot, what's going on with that? But Sh- Shamia has got to be committed to bringing her African prince or whatever he is into the fold. Um, and we ain't seen no African princes, and everybody been fucking all the African princes for like five seasons. Um, so but the main highlight was. Kim got rid. Where is your scooter? You had where, girl? Where? Where is your scooter? Pull up, pull up. And then in the end, she's like, "No other white woman would sit out here with five African Americans. I feel like they were ganging up on me." Oh, look, a white woman in a in a bathroom crying because she felt like she was ganged up on by black people. Vulnerable. And Andy Cohen was like, "Well, nothing that you gave this season was positive, so give me this little hug." I'm gonna tell you bye. And scooped with your scooter. With your scooter, hello, electronic. Yeah, um, it. it Croy was sitting there looking devastated because <laughs> he knew the check was disappearing before their eyes. Um, it looked just like what we talked about last week with um Vixen and um who was the white girl from Tennessee? No, before Eureka. Her. No, who was the one that Vixen was arguing with before her? And she started crying. Was it Aquaria or a Cracker? They look so much alike. Mm. But anyway, in previous episodes, in a previous episode, we talked about, you know, white girls being read by a black girl mm-hmm. after they started some shit and then retreating and to the victim was like, you know what this is going to read like on TV. Right. So then I'm the angry. To- that I'm the angry black woman. So we had that conversation a couple episodes ago and this literally played out the exact same way. Kim Zosiak threw vinegar at the bees. I don't want to say hive because right mm, ain't nobody got no hive on there. Mm. But at the bee's nest, and then was hoping that nothing would come back to sting her. And then when everybody come back came back to sting her, she wanted to be the victim and wanted to cry. And everybody ganged up on me. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe you would let this happen to me, Andy. How come you, my white brother, didn't protect me? Mm-hmm. And it just it validated everything that we all think about white fragility. It's fragile as fuck. And um, every time they get in a position of being read and rightfully read, they want to retreat to the corner of, oh, well, I'm just so innocent and I'm so vulnerable. And how come no one stuck up for me? How come you, my one friend, Sheree, my one black friend, didn't even say nothing for me? I'm like, and then she did you, the most the to manager, defend you. You, the manager, Andy, as the one white person who has complete control over this. Because all Andy going to do is revert back to a girl from Colorado who wrote and sent him a tweet. I have behind it because he picks these goddamn <laughs> tweets. He'd be like, oh, no, I didn't ask that. That was It'd be 20, <laughs> it'd be 20 postcards worth of tweets when he go into these reunions. He'd be like, okay, so postcard 17, postcard 18, postcard 19. Oh, this one has something that I could use to make this. It sounds like a question <laughs> that I would ask, but somebody else asked it, so I'm going to ask it. And say, oh, no, Alexandra said that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. say that. Um, so that's also... Throwing the rock and hide in your hand. So shout out to Andy for that, um, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but Institutional racism and who benefits and who is most likely to be scarred from that. Their reputation socially. Well, 
it's it's a good thing because it looks like the table has turned where the person that is scarred from it is the white person Uh-oh. because Kim Zosiak has no chance of getting a peach and being a full time. Why do you member. have your own show? Says Nene Leaks. Why do you you keep bringing up Tardy for the parties in season seven? Why do you have your own show? And she couldn't answer it. And I was just like, so if you the baddest bitch, you keep telling this ensemble cast that you are um, a pioneer and have your own show because you are a thought leader. What explain what you are thought leader in? She had no answer. Like meanwhile, sitting across the couch from Candy, who had multiple shows of higher viewings, girl, you have no space and no reach. Your arms are too small to be talking about how much of a solo show you got, girl. Don't be, nobody watch that shit. It's a miracle this shit is still on, and it's a miracle if it comes back another season. And there's that. So what's going on next? Um, move right on, on in. The door is closed. Okay. News. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race and Tyra Sanchez's current beef is a mess. It's it's just a fucking mess. It was revealed that she um, works at the Amazon Warehouse Fulfillment Center or something. I think that was Shay. I don't know if she really that's her like real job. I think Tatiana revealed that. I'm not sure. So um, yeah, I think it's Shay. I don't think that's her real job. But Tatiana wouldn't have said that out loud if it wasn't. Because, you know, you can't say them like that. And, you know, the the Drag Race fans are. So, backstory. Backstory is Tyra Sanchez, season two winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. um, has been going back and forth with Fifi O'Hara. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. I, was, I was trying to go down the list and think of them. But it's a whole bunch of bitches. It's a t-shirt. Tyra Sanchez versus everybody. <laughs> Literally, she's fighting with all of these other um popular drag queens mm-hmm. and um made a uh, public statement that she would be fighting girls at mm-hmm. DragCon coming up in like two weeks or something like that and she made an instagram video uh, instagram post of the la convention center mm-hmm. on being bombed on instagram and so instagram blocked her because you can't just be doing terroristic threats out loud like this and you have a massive following you won rupaul's drag race one of the top tv shows on t- like one of the top shows on TV, you can't be. I'm gonna bomb the LA Convention Center. No, Tyra Sanchez, that's not the good thing to do. They Instagram blocked her. Yeah, she needs a, a publicist <laughs> to get on this. Um, and I like. Is she a fourth one working at the Amazon? We don't know if that's where she worked. Okay, I don't know. She might be the manager. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I like Tyra. I, I wish do. Tyra would calm this shit the fuck down. Yep. Um, her recent antic is. Uh, well, RuPaul and them disinvited her to the DragCon because she was going to be violent and said she was going to be violent and promised to be violent. Yeah. Um, and I, one, I'm on the same accord that sometimes some girls need to ass whoop. You just don't need to telegraph the ass whooping before the, the ass whooping comes. Yeah. So I see her on that point. But DragCon did the commercial thing and say, okay, listen, mm-hmm. we not have enough fighting. We don't need to. We not having no fucking kerfuffles and shit. Time. We this is like their biggest hall. They they got Hall H, I believe, this year. Yeah, the which South is the, Hall. Yeah, which is oh yeah, whichever one is the biggest one. They got the biggest hall to do DragCon this year, which means drag is just Taking expanding over. and getting so big. Girls. We've got pins. It's so got much money. Some yeah, so much <laughs> money to be made and so many white people to make happy. We do not need you to come over here with your black shit. Ooh, institutional racism. Okay. Well, she deserved it. But, uh, but so, the recent development uh-huh. is she got a, a permit 
to be outside of DragCon since she got disinvited to be inside DragCon. Oh, are yeah. you serious? Yes. So wow. she's going to set up a whole booth outside of DragCon to sell all her merch, to do a show, Ooh. and do twists, tip, dips, twirls, and all of that bullshit. Okay. And she still is saying if she catches the girls outside, the girls are going to be caught if outside. If in the Uber. The girls are going to be caught outside. And I was like, that's a little gangster. Let me get you on the sidewalk. This is California regulation sidewalk, sir. This don't have nothing to do with the LA Convention Center or Wild Present. At all. She's having her own drag con outside of drag con. And I send my lift for it. I hope she's done a market analysis because I don't want her investment to go to waste. I don't think it... Yeah, but I, I mean, it's, she's, it's, a, she's trying to prove a point that she can still do drag con without drag con. So, mm, the anti, but the anti is always better than the, mm, okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm scared. Um, to go against Tyra said she's going against RuPaul. Yeah, well, mm. I mean, it's, I mean, she can only just try RuPaul to stay alive. Yeah. She can just try to stay alive. Cause I mean, at this point, if That's you got disinvited. Fave. I love my fave beyond measure, but. Okay. But I think it's also, it would be really good if they built upon this for the they. RuPaul. Uh, Wild presents RuPaul, all of them. Okay. If they built upon this for the RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Legends that okay. was teased like rumored. a couple, yeah, rumored a couple weeks ago, and like bring her in, and Ooh. she be so we can't keep her well, in the bag. She was banned, so who who's gonna unban her? Well, she's banned from DragCon, but she ain't banned from Drag. But who banned her? Who banned her from Drag? Wild mean, presents. They sent her an email. That's what I'm said, saying because the organization banned her. So is RuPaul gonna go back to? The panel at his own company and say like yeah okay. absolutely because they banned Fifi O'Hara before but Fifi O'Hara going now remember okay. all that shit Fifi O'Hara well, Fifi went? O'Hara been going no shade mm. <laughs> um and then Fifi O'Hara decided she wasn't gonna do drag no more yeah. and well but now she back in so Ooh. it's plenty of second chances over there um I wish them okay. the best of luck I'm scared because you know Rue's my and Rue Paul just announced her new book Guru G U and R U because it's always gotta have Rue in it. Um, come out in October. Yeah. I gotta get my pre-order in. So, um, speaking of gay fights, we were talking about fighting at Nelly's here in Washington, D.C. Probably we were. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I wanted to address it publicly because it is a pointed topic in the DMV area about um, one of the most popular places to go on Sunday mm-hmm. in the DMV is Nelly's Bar, um, which is uh, in the U Street area. Most gays have been there at least once. Um, there's a faction of gays now that are saying they'll never go back. It's a whole bunch. They've been. And they've been back. And they continue to go back, back every other Sunday. I see okay. them all the time. I'm like, oh, I thought you you made a post. Oh, you my was gosh. It's so weird seeing you oh, here. Okay. I got to well, give you a hug. Mm, mm. Well, you, well, you got to give everybody a hug. I thought anyways. I was coming here in secret, but mm. we both here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so there was another, another fight. At Nelly's, uh, this past Sunday, this past weekend, again, um, the weather. And a couple trying to have sex. Oh, well, that happens Dude almost. Had his um, index finger and his middle finger. He was putting spit in the in the places, and he was about to go. I feel like that happens to every time that I go to Nelly's. Like I know that someone is fucking in the in that bathroom stall where you can lock the door. Mm-hmm. Every time I have gone to Nelly's and pissed at least once or twice. Somebody's fucking in the nest all. Um, and mm. there was this one time, she will not be named. I won't name her. Give her no respect here. Somebody had put you into the stall. S- uh, well, yeah, I've been in the stall once or twice. Oh, 
Cool. That's not your business, though. And y'all will fix my life. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but somebody was fucking on the, the balcony. That's where he was. My friend was referencing the balcony. Yeah, so, you it know. It wasn't even in a stall. It was mm, on the balcony. Yeah, so people get fucked on the balcony there. Anyway, the story, the, the important part of the story is whether black people are contributing to the violence that is going on in this predominantly white space. So this space, Nellie's, is mm-hmm. white almost every other day of the week. You mm-hmm. go any other day of the week, you're going to see just white people. You might see a Latino or two, but she hanging out with her white friends. Jax is going to be popping because it's U Street. So, Yeah. We're in the area. We're mm-hmm. just not. But Sunday after brunch, Nellie's is the place to be. Um, and unfortunately, mimosas? Ooh. Yeah, and unfortunately, there is no other place currently that um, the black community can go in the DMV area and have a good time where there's going to be a lot of people, semi-cheap drinks. Um, we talked about they mm. went up on drinks mm. uh, currently, mm. recently. Semi-cheap, okay. Um, and so there's not many places for us to congregate where we know we're going to see the girls, see everybody that we know and be a part-time socialite and shit like that and so people go to nelly's for that reason um and then fights ensue so the ownership the ownership has previously um shut down the upstairs because of the fights um turned the upstairs into the the soccer girls day and everybody else was just downstairs. Stop playing the hip hop music. Stop playing the rap and hip hop music. Also, you blaming hip hop music? Wow. Yeah. We did all um, that. And so the conversation is, um, is some of it because of us? Because if you go on Friday or Saturday when it's mostly white during white times, like um, Friday night into almost. Anytime between 6 and 10 p.m., mm-hmm. it's going to be white people. Same thing on Saturday. It's going to be white people. And they don't seem to have the same problems. Okay. So, when they do have these problems is when it's a whole bunch of us. And we got a whole bunch of shit to prove. And we got labels on. And we got a little bit of liquor in our system. And that, girl, my shoes, that girl looked at me a little don't bit wrong. My shoes. And she said something she probably shouldn't have said. Mm-mm. And then before you know it, push and come to shoving, and shoving come to um. Stuff. Oh, literal push come to shove. Yeah, and then <laughs> somebody got to get their teeth knocked out, and then the security guard get cut. Why their teeth got to be knocked out? Oh my god! Cause when I punch girls, I mean it. That's oh. yeah. Mask hashtag. Um. So is the problem us, or is the problem solvable? Is the problem anything that we can prevent? I don't think that we will find the answer to. Today, right here on here for a podcast, but there have been so many iterations of it's not always people who live in DC, it's visitors, and then there's the it's not always black people, there are other persons who are involved in these altercations. It's just so many, so they Variables. stopped having the live DJ and just only playing the, this girl with her Spotify mix. It, 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 I. Uh, yeah, I think it's a mix of the variables as well. Um, but what's the successful mix of the variables that where fights happen less often? We the success there yet. We need a girl that's good at statistics, okay? No, the success is. Um, remember that conference we went to maybe five six months ago? The impulse through about um, leaders being able to um, dissolve these conflicts because sometimes I might get hot. 
mm-hmm. I get hot often. It's the fucking West Indian blood. But I get hot often. But if somebody's able to come up to me and defuse the situation before I punch a nigga in the mouth, then we will be able to not be in this light as black people, as people of color in these spaces where people or other people or the white people are like, oh, well, fights only happen on Sundays when there's a whole bunch of niggas there. So I think the the white people do not be using the N word, but okay. Oh yes, the I fuck. Follow, no, uh, yes, the uh, fuck they do. Okay. Um, so we went to a conference where Impulse was talking about being an, an engaging leader mm-hmm. and breaking up those fights and dissolving them. It was about stopping the fights in Ellis. That literally yeah. what it was about. Yeah, yeah. Um, was. and I I, I know of at least two times that I stepped into shit, and I was like, well, as long as somebody don't hit me, I'm just trying to. Just trying to defuse the situation, but as yeah. long as nobody hit me, but good. when you step in, you got to you got to be aware that someone might hit you. I am aware. That's why I'm okay. saying as long as because when that happens, then I can't be the leader that I'm trying to be in this moment. <laughs> but you still got to be the leader. Mm hmm. Um. But um, I can think of two instances where I did step into um, situations and look like alter- yeah, successfully altercations were about to happen, mm-hmm. and um, thankfully I was. Visibly recognized, and they were like, "Oh, okay. Well, I know we that know nigga. We know him. We like him. Yeah, he not he, he not will. just trying to come over here and be in the in the shit. Mm-hmm. He's trying to actually just say, hey, come over here with me.' Like, there's been times, um, not not even at Nellie's. I can think of at times in in Memphis when um I saw a fight was about to happen, and um I used my appearance to break up the fight. I would walk up to the more masculine person, the bigger of the person. Oh, here we go. No, that's no, that's what I did. I made that determination and was like, "Come over here and dance with me." And I would like dance on this person so that they would step out of the fighting mindset and effectively break up what was about to be. Messed. I hope the other person's crew is diligent enough to yeah move them around. Yeah, it can't just be me. It can't be can't just be one of us. Somebody else has to step in on the other on the other side. Like I can't just be holding down both both ends. I can't both panels. I, I can't, can't I can't dance on two of the niggas that was gonna fight. I'm like okay, I'm gonna be back over there in two minutes. You got good knees. You probably good. Don't shake, <laughs> girl. So the takeaway is be one of these leaders and so if you have to step in and dance on a nigga or offer to buy a beer um offer to defuse the situation be bigger and be better and do those things instead of just um turn on your camera and say world star this week's episode is brought to you by juneteenth weekend happening june 14th through 17th presented by dallas southern pride performers and special guests include trina safari Mariah Lynn and Prince from Love and Hip Hop. You got to differentiate princess. Yeah. Um, R&B legend Tank, actor Terrell Carter, and more. You do not want to miss. You do not want to miss. Juneteenth. Saturday's Unity Festival and pool party with tickets starting at $25 or Sunday's free Unity Barbecue. Follow them at Dallas Southern Pride on social media, plus get host hotel and ticket information on DallasSouthernPride.com. Dallas Southern Pride. It's so much fun. I've been so many years, and it is literally probably the best pride to go to in Texas. It'd be hot, but it'd be so much fun because these other men is hot, and so, you know, like we're not wearing that many clothes. 
that's why this week I'm your go-to summer shorts that make your booty look big. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, Fashion Nova got them coming soon because Fashion Nova for men is coming. Hopefully, that's that's what they are. I need to buy a whole outfit, and you I didn't say buy what? I, not not a W H O L E a H O E outfit. I need to buy a whole outfit yeah. for fifteen dollars. Fashion Nova. I know y'all. I know so y'all got me. Release these new sets before um, June get here. Um, what's going on in sexual health this week? Sexual health. Um, in sexual health, this for all my nasty hoes. Come on, Cardi. <laughs> um, this week I want to talk about a story that came out maybe two months ago. Amber Rose was um crucified for smelling Twenty One Savages underwear. Yeah, she was. Um, and to all my nasty hoes, I know y'all can identify. That sometimes smelling niggas underwear is a blessing. So this week in sexual health, we're going to talk about the pheromone androstenol. Androstenol. Mm-hmm. That is the pheromone that comes from the nuts, dick, and ass region. The groin area. Yeah, I, I want to. You know, I want the to paint. A, I want to paint a picture because you know sometimes the nuts smell a little bit different than the dick. And it smelled definitely a little bit different than the ass. From the back door. Woo! But this pheromone is the pheromone that makes people want to smell underwear. Mm-hmm. And it was on one of those TLC shows where people um, have them, them strange addictions of smelling and eating shit. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was... Deodorant and all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh. One of the girls was eating shit off the ceiling. But this one had a basis in reality because it's more commonplace. There are more people that want to smell the quote unquote man scent or muskiness of a man. Like don't, don't wash up before you come over and chill or before we come up before we have sex. And I'm not completely opposed. If he's got a corporate job, if he works at a warehouse, he can take a quick shower when he gets here. Confirmed. A quick um, one. He won't wash it all off, but it'll still be. And there's also a subculture in black LGBT um, freakiness of mm-hmm. the like the onyxes that I don't want to say How they do you don't spell sh- this? just 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 spell the word again. I'm trying to Google it. <laughs> the the pheromone is androstenol, a n d r o s t e n o l, and so um subcultures of of the black gay community like the onyxes, like you know those leather crowds, they thrive and they live by shower every other day. Like, I went to an Onyx event in New York um, a couple years ago, and I think I was a little bit green to the topic, um, but I was smelling, like, some musk and a little bit of, a little bit of funk, and I was like, oh, oh, what's, mm-mm, what is what's, this? Mm. Did, how many of you niggas Y'all could forgot, at least put some curve on. Shit. How many of you niggas forgot to shower? I knew I came out here shower because mm. it was, like, people in thongs and leather um, harnesses and shit, and um, you know, that's, Jordan um, slip ons, slide ons, yeah, and, and normally that is my crowd. <laughs> Jordan slide ons, that's it's definitely it's my really. crowd. Um, but I was smelling it, and I was like, I'm semi turned on, but I'm semi disgusted because mm-hmm. nigga, wash your wash your booty. What is uh, uh, I don't. Huh. So to the panty sniffers out there, I would like to say that it is actual science behind why. You like smelling panties, smelling underwear, smelling niggas, musky areas, and you should be okay with that. It's okay. You're not alone. Um, 
make sure that you do it hygienically. You do not want oh, to be... Oh, there's a criteria for it, being stinky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to be unhygienic and the fact of storing bacteria and shit like that in your drawers and then somebody else smelling it and getting a rash on their mouth because... Because you got a staph infection. No. So do it, but don't um, go 100 miles per hour with it. And so I wanted this to make sure that protocol. we, yeah, I wanted to make sure we talked and touched on that in sexual health because it's a growing thing. Like a lot of people want and like the musk smell of a man. And it's, it's, it's really the, it's the icebreaker pheromone of pheromones because a lot of times you don't have to actually be up on somebody's dick or somebody's ass to smell these pheromones. These pheromones, um, you know, they illuminate off of people and when they illuminate off of people, it makes you more attracted to them and makes you more, um, willing to approach them, makes you feel more at ease and at home when you're with them. And, um, it's absolutely valid. So, um, if you are one of the the musk musk friendly people out there, know that you're not alone. But do it safely. Do not be out here um putting staph infections on your face. The gag is I'm excited that you normalize it because tomorrow when I go to work, hey you guys, hey Karen, Sylvia and um Karen Clark Sheard. Oh wow. Well you know Wendy Williams got them. True. Sure. And, and they got her ass back. <laughs> they got her ass the fuck back. The gang is the girl. And and I don't normally stand up for church queens, as y'all know. Uh, all these episodes and Jail. a year in, but I stood up for the girls that were defending the Clark sisters because the Clark sisters are my Detroit sisters. One. And if um there is any gospel music out there that I still kind of listen to, it's Clark music because I don't know. I just love them. I just I mean they. They can do something wrong because they did something wrong. But um, Hashtag flesh. when when the whole Church Queen Society stood up in Wendy Williams' ass, I was applauding. Wow. They stood up in her ass. Yeah, because nobody <laughs> else does. This week in social studies, I want to discuss patients' rights during a 5150 hold. 5150 actually comes from the state of California where a lot of TV shows are filmed. So it's known as a 5150 in California. But when you are put on a um, involuntary commitment to a mental health facility, is depending on your state, what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 72-hour involuntary commitment to a hospital or mental facility if you are deemed a threat to yourself or to society and showing symptoms of a mental disorder. Pretty much, it got a big start in 1956 when a bill backed by Dr. Winfred Winifred? Overholzer, oh. spelled weird, Work out. backed by the American Psychiatric Association, wanted to buy land in Alaska. I think it was like 100 million acres of land in Alaska. It was ridiculous. And forced people to be admitted to psychiatric hospitals. And so they were like, huh? All right, this sounds weird, but okay. And then when they passed in Congress, um, the newspapers printed this everywhere, and they was like, bitch, this sound dumb. And so the Senate said no. But a remix of, um, what is it called? 
Where's my quote? Involuntary commitments to psychiatric facilities um, was passed. And so people with no crime committed and with no formal trial coming up were starting to be committed to these psychiatric facilities. And eventually people started suing and the American Psychiatric um, Association was unable to keep their hospitals full of people. So, in like the 1980s, the early 80s, I want to say Ronald Reagan was president. Shout out to my name, twin. Um, and they've been failing ever since. Like, because Ronald Reagan started to say that people should be in community um, settings because they're more likely to want to still be in their community. And so, if we make mental health care where they are still in those settings, they have a better chance of being successful. Allegedly. Dominic Sisti, the director of Scattergood Program for Applied Ethics of Behavioral Health Care at the University of Pennsylvania, tells NPR, many times individuals who need intensive psychiatric care find themselves homeless or more and more in prison. Much of our mental health care now for individuals with serial, serious mental illness has been shifted to correctional facilities. So when you're homeless, you have a mental illness, they can't really send you to a psychiatric hospital because those don't exist. They don't know what else to do with you except send you to a correctional facility. The gag is um, many private mental health hospitals still in operation do not accept health insurance and can cost upwards of $30,000 per month, um, Dominic Sisti says. And for many low-income patients, Medicaid is the only path to mental health care, but a provision in the law prevents the federal government from paying for long-term care to an institution. So, uh, okay, well, you want so-and-so county to pay $30,000 a month to this private institution for mental health care for at the Superman or at Runner Matters. The lawyers for the county are going to be like, uh-uh, uh-uh, not on our dime. So you end up in a federal institution where they can get greater discounts for mental health services. So the Center for Prisoner Health and Human Rights reports that 21% of inmates have serious mental health issues. Beyond crazy. <laughs> Beyond mental, like what? What are we doing? And that number is probably higher. What are we doing in our local communities to make sure that taking care of people with mental illness is sexy? Because everything's got to be sexy at this point, Chad. It's the only way people are going to tune in. I don't make the rules. I don't make. Oh my God, here go here for a podcast. If it ain't sexy, it ain't. It can't be achieved. It can't be done. Oh my God, here go here for a podcast. Yep. Us, us two little girls, one girl from Memphis and one girl from Detroit. We made the whole standards. That is not my pronoun. <laughs> um, one, I would say uh, we also need to look at the history of community centers. Community centers were um, places that they used to pack mentally ill people, literally hundreds and thousands, because they could not put them in psych hospitals. They could not put them in jails at, at certain points of time. And they would literally just pack them there with one nurse and wish them the best of luck. Um, there is a, a element of progressive 
progressiveness to what is currently going on, but it is not progressing in the right direction. Um, putting people that are mentally ill in jail because you can't find them any other place to go is not the answer. Um, connecting them to care and actually trying to help them and heal them is the answer. And if we can put hundreds of billions of dollars in national defense to defend from no one, um, we can definitely put at least a hundred billion dollars into the effort of keeping our citizens, um, from experiencing going to jail because I'm in a mental emergency. The Waffle House man in Nashville killed four people. I'm getting there. That's I'm here for. Mick Mill killed nobody. Meanwhile, Mick Mill got sit in jail for five months. Oh, okay. So imagine being mentally ill and no one's there to have your back stand up for you. And they just throw you in a correctional facility because we don't know what else to do with you. Meanwhile, these little white girls, y'all know how I feel about these little white bitches. As previously stated. Um, they, would you like to stop by Burger King on the way? Oh my gosh. Like, they get all these privileges and things. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, know your rights. Um, after you have given your written consent to be released from a mental care facility, mental care facility what's the time frame that you have to consult with a psychiatric md and they can follow up with your um release because it doesn't matter where you are if you want to leave against medical advice also known as ama if you have voluntarily submitted yourself for care you can against medical advice be released um there's a video i'm going to leave in the link below um they the news had to do a damn study um, in Texas, if you say, I would like to leave, they have to release you within four hours. And there was a person who had wrote a note on Saturday. It was Tuesday. They were still um, in the hospital. And the lawyer had sued because he said that it's only based on these mental health hospitals' greed of trying to keep their senses at a satisfactory level to where they can continue to receive funding. So you need to be really careful about that. Know your rights. And definitely, if you decide to have a power of attorney, because some people are smart and rich, um, LegalZoom.com says you can get a power of attorney for starting at $35, depending on your state. Um, if you get a power of attorney, make sure in your state, if you elect someone to be your power of attorney, that it covers psychiatric care. Because in some states, it does not. And that's... Um, by design for the state so they can continue to keep their senses in their mental health facilities where they want them to be so a doctor can say no and the standards are set really high for the doctor to tell you nah. so before you voluntarily submit yourself to a mental health care facility yes you're suffering from depression what are your rights when you submit yourself to this place who is your power of attorney if you feel like you've done all you needed to do and want to leave this place? Um, another story on the the video, I'm going to leave link below. A person, this man had to bring his wife with him. He was like, I'm going to fight the nurses and the security guards. You take our daughter and go put her in the car. And this man was a volunteer police officer. He has been charged with like disturbing the peace or something crazy because even though the psychiatric doctor signed her discharge, the facility would not let her go. And then they still end up charging him with assault on the um, people that worked at the facility. 
Sweetheart, you would not have a black eye if you had let my daughter go. The doctor signed her release on Saturday. It's Wednesday. Why is she still here? I had to come do what I had to do. So you charge me whatever you need to charge, and I make sure that they get dropped. Because I'm a white man in America. And imagine what it's like for a black family in America. They have to go through this. They aren't volunteers at the damn police station. That's social studies. Sorry, so serious and deep and things. So before you um, commit yourself to um, a psychiatric hospital, please make sure that you check out Viceland's new documentary. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it is called The Coldest Winter Ever. Oh my God, I love that. Cold in My House. It is a voguing documentary about the ballroom scene in New York. I think they're going to uh, stretch out to other scenes in other episodes. Um, but the first episode was extremely compelling. Um, it showed you what ball culture really is like and how fun and competitive the shit really is. Mm -hmm. And so we've talked about ballroom scene and voguing and bucking on previous episodes. And so if you are interested at all, make sure you go check out that Viceland documentary. It is absolutely worth it. Um, there is houses. If you like houses, there is voguing. There is bottoms. There is alleged legends. Um, and I live, and I'm here for it. What's the song for your soul this week? The song for my soul this week. Um, it's been seven hours. All right now. And thirteen days since you took your love away. Oh, this is like a song I know. Everybody probably knows this song. Okay. The most iconic guitar riff, probably in music ever, comes from that of Prince. Rogers Nelson. Mm. His iconic song, um, Nothing Compares to You, has been re released and remastered this week, and you need to check it out. One, I love the original. The original just slays every fucking thing. It lights a room on fire, especially people that love music, that know music. You know, anybody above the age of 27 knows, knows this song. And so when it comes on, you don't even have to be a, a auntie or an uncle or a grandmama or somebody mama to like just be like, oh shit. Mm. I woke up on Saturday mornings to this. Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> well, I did that as well, but then I found it and, and knew I loved it. Uh -oh. um, so in honor of the, the re-release of this song, Nothing Compares to You by Prince. Mm -hmm. It is definitely the song for my soul because it has just been... A song that has been with me for decades at this point. I have known this song literally forever. My auntie is a little bit older. I won't say how old she really is. But she still has posters of the nigga on her wall. Who has posters on their wall? Shout out to Word Up Magazine. I used to have posters on my wall look like B2K and Usher Lady Burn when they am oh my god. And um, Usher, when the album came out. Problems. Um, yeah. So, to this day. So, Prince is who she put on her she wall. She still has Prince on her wall. She still plays it like it's Jania just. Eco in that group she was in, like, that poster used to be on my wall. I forget the name of the group. Jania Eco used to be in a group. Oh. Yeah. Everybody forgot that. Um, But that's the song for my soul. Nothing compares to you. 
If you don't know the song, I I'm so sorry for you. I feel so. Go, where is Joe Scooter? Um, go watch the Maxwell version on the BET Awards where oh, they yeah. had the rain coming down out the sky. Maxwell had the umbrella, mm-hmm. and he had just performed Pretty Wings or Lake Some Rivers or something, and he went into Nothing Compares to You, and it, like it was unexpected. And so when Maxwell went into Nothing Compares, it's like, woo! All right, all right, here we go. Um, Nothing compares. Okay. Can we? So if you haven't heard it, that's a sample. Oh, you're welcome. The song for my soul this week is Tony Braxton. Fuck out of here. Um, you did this already. It's it's here again. It's it's right here. It's two minutes and thirty seven seconds of Nick. There's a situation going on. And there's this going on, but nigga, get the fuck out of here. Do you do you hear me? And when I tell him I'm here for it, it's gonna make so much more sense because after the situation that happened to him, I'm here for it. I definitely turned the fuck out of here. Your allergies was fucking up. Now, yeah, my nose is right now. Think about it. Um, so fuck out of here to make some goddamn here for it history because yeah. one, it was the first song that we both unknowingly picked as a song for our soul at the same time. Yep. And now she is the first song to be repeated Recurrent as a song. Realness. So on repeat, go get the Sex and Cigarettes album. If y'all have not heard that, it is fucking iconic. Tony Braxton put her fucking toe, her, her middle finger. Two minutes. You hear me? Two minutes. It'll take long when it's good. I tell y'all all the time. Anyway, my here for it. I tell you every time. <laughs> anyway, my here for it. So okay, so not this Saturday, but the weekend before, a dude came up in my house. Cool. He was like, oh. What's his name? Trade. What's his code name? I don't do names. What's his code name? He need a code name. Trade. He ain't trade, though. He ain't trade, but I don't do Trish. names. So, trade come over my house, and he was like, oh, I just need a chance. I just want to show you that I'm the one. Okay? <laughs> so, the following Saturday, he's like, hey, when I get off work tonight, I'm coming over there. I'm going to be masked and whatever he needs to do to show me that he's the one. Cool. Okay. So, he texted me on Facebook. I'm off work. What's up? Ed Ronald Matter says, I'm hungry. I would like to go to this restaurant, and I will be there in 15 minutes. Because, <laughs> you know, bitches get lost in the, well, I don't know where I want to go, and I don't know what I want to do, and I just don't know, but... I should let you take the lead. No, because I don't want your debit card to disappear. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I need your debit card to remain present. I would like your energy to remain in high spirits. And I would like for you to show me that you are this man that I just have got to have in my life. You are the man. Child, may the odds ever be in your favor. So I arrived at the restaurant. And as I'm walking through the door, I'm like at the door, like reading the sign outside for the happy hour special. Like, do they get happy hours on Saturdays? What this sign say? Before I'm walking in the door, he texts me, Oh, it's going to be longer than 20 minutes before I get there. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it is Saturday. Traffic is bad. I don't know if it's baseball season or basketball season or football. Which season is it? I'm just like, Oh, it might be a game going on and it might be traffic. So, you know, I'm trying to be underst- I'm trying to be understanding. Oh, you know what? Well, traffic might be crazy. What's going on where you are? Oh, I'm helping my friend pick out an outfit for the club. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing compares. (laughs) What? What? Oh, well, you stay where that nigga is, and you pick out you a club outfit as well. 
is what I thought. But my response was, well, you stay where you are because you continue to ask me to make time for commitments. But you can't seem to keep that commitment. I am about to go in this restaurant, eat me a burger, and go on about my life. I do not have the time. I'm not here for it. Red, no response. Oh my gosh, Rebecca, you know, this burger, this burger is really good. I'm going to take some of this burger home. Come here, have a to-go box. And here's my card for my bill. Then I get a message. Ugh, I just really feel like you are treating me unfairly. And I would like to um, prove myself this evening. I have my keys in my hand and I am on my way over there if you allow me to be in your presence. <sighs> you have one more strike with me and you really should... My response... You have one more strike with me. You should save your last strike for another day because this one is not it. No, I really want to come so-and-so and prove that I'm the man that you need and so I'm on the way. Nothing <laughs> compares. This is my here for it. Okay, okay, I'm down. And he says, so do I meet you at the restaurant or do I meet you at your place? He says, and I stay at my place because I'm picking up my to-go box. So we get back to my house at the same time. Oh, I am really hungry. I guess I should just eat the rest of your burger. <laughs> he looks at one. Bitch, I want my burger. <laughs> Two, he looks at my burger and sees it has avocado on it. So he doesn't want my burger because it, avocado was trash, apparently. <sighs> I'm really craving China, going to a Chinese restaurant. Give me a three-piece wing with some mambo sauce. Cool. It's a Chinese restaurant one block, one mile down the street. So we get in his car. Go to the place, order the wings. The wings are ready. His total was $10 and something. I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't have my debit card. Nothing. <laughs> Sir, what? You don't let these people prepare your chicken wings so you don't have your debit card? Okay, so now I got to put up my debit card because I ordered from this Chinese place that's one mile from my house. I come here and get chicken wings and fried rice and things. A little beef walk every now and then. I don't want to be out here in these streets looking stupid at the Chinese place. Put my card up. <sighs> this date is over. Do you hear me? <laughs> um, We get back to my place. He eats his three-piece wing, enjoys his mambo sauce. No. And then wants to touch me. I don't have the time. Get out. I don't know. What? If you go to tell somebody that you are the man for them, they need to they need to prepare their soul. They need to have things ready. They need to skip lunch and dinner because you're coming over later. Sir, one, have your debit card in order. Two, be man enough for me because there was another part y'all don't know about. Two, be man enough for me. Shout out to Tony Braxton. And then three, what? You're not you going to be late because you still helping your friend pick out a club outfit? Well, stay with that nigga. And y'all both go and enjoy um, Decades, Bachelor Meal, Epic. Go enjoy what the fuck ever club it is that y'all are at. Because I have things to do. I'm running a business. I am a business. I don't have time for this bullshit. And this is why I'm single. This is why I don't go on dates. This is why I'm not fucking. So next time, all y'all listeners, oh my God, I'm the perfect man for Ronald Matters. You're going to have to fucking bring it. Do you hear me? You're going to have to fucking bring it. God damn, I'm not here fucking here for it. I'm not going to date again in the next six months. One, because it's hot outside. Y'all niggas don't know how to act. Two, 
I'm not Netflix and chilling with you, nigga. It's hot. Get off me. Three, I'm busy. What are you here for this week? I'm fucking, do you hear me? I'm trying to get, oh, I can't say the name of the site. I'm trying to get t-shirts off the ground, here for a podcast. I'm trying to get back into RonaMatters.com. I'm trying to study for my digital marketing certification. And after I get through with that, I got real work certification I'm trying to get through. And I need some new shoes. I need new socks because the bitches, they were like, oh, them cute socks. I like those socks. I'm trying to show up and be cute at work. And I can't do that if I'm wasting my time and not finding cute clothes on Instagram because I'm busy with you. Shout out to Fashion Nova for men. I hope they have um, business wear. So if you guys would like to um, subscribe to our Patreon so that we can get yeah. some new socks, that would be amazing. Fashion Nova for men is coming. It's coming. And you would like to see your faves in Fashion Nova. So for a dollar a month, you can contribute to this podcast to keeping this podcast alive and we would greatly appreciate it it would be so dope you have a dollar a month you know your friend got a dollar a month child steal a dollar how about it go over to here for a pod at patreon Mm -hmm. and donate please thank you (laughs) with sugar on top bitch i'm fucking busy tell me something i would like a three-piece wing with my boss house where your debit card at before we start before we put these chickens in these greases so, the reason that I know that we fuck with two different type of niggas is because I'm the type of nigga that if he didn't have his debit card, <laughs> I would have left his ass right there hungry. But it's the, it's one mile from I, my house. Uh, I don't want to be looking that means you could have got a new place. No, that means you could have got... the only Chinese place that I like to go to. That's why I went there. Because I'm like, oh, I know. I Especially when you recommend a spot. They're like, hmm... I don't want Lata- well, May- well, May Ling in this. I don't want May Ling to be looking at me crazy next time I come to the Chinese spot in this one block, one mile from my house. This is the one I come to. She would have to look at me crazy because I would have gotten in something and went the fuck home, no matter how far or close it would have been. No sir, no ma'am. Are you gonna come here with an Atlanta stunt? That is an old Atlanta stunt. That's not even a new Atlanta stunt. Oh, I don't got my card on me. Oh, well, you're not hungry. <laughs> That's a blessing. Praise God. Praise God. I've been through a lot. You hear me? Um, My here for it this week is to the American hero and patriot James Shaw. If you don't know his name, please look him up. He is the gentleman. He is the gentleman that disarmed the shooter in Antioch, Tennessee, outside of Nashville. um, That shot and killed four people and injured a whole bunch of others with his AR-15. Um, he was diagnosed with a whole bunch of mental illnesses, had made threats against the current president. I don't know if I My coworkers were telling me that he had been to the White House before. He was and attempted to. Stop. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on the White House lawn and was trying to say that he was trying to get into a meeting with Donald Trump. Um, his guns were taken away from him and given to his daddy. His daddy then gave his mentally ill son the guns back. Um, which allowed him to go into a Waffle House, which Bucking should be, naked. which should be a place of freedom, of togetherness. Waffle House, Waffle House don't deserve this. If I can't go somewhere to get my, um, my hash browns chucked, chunked, covered, sliced, diced, dipped, uh, all of that shit. Where can smother. I go? I like them smothered. Well, I like them smothered too. Where can I go? Where could you go? Where the hell could you go? 
Where the hell could you go if you can't go to Waffle House and I expect no, no bullshit like this? The gag would be if Fenty Beauty came out with a summer collection and put out Waffle House Yellow. That would be amazing. She would have to ask them, can she borrow their copyright? But Waffle House, if they allowed Rihanna to put out a Waffle House Yellow, that would be so sickening. I'd wear it. I'd wear it. Um, but James Shaw, the hero in this story. Thank you. He's absolutely a hero for one not saving. you graduate. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting oh, there. Okay. Um, he's one not only a hero for saving lives that were in a restaurant that could have perished from this crazy person mm-hmm. with a weapon. We did lose four people. Yeah, he. But there was a lot of other people that could have been shot had he Amen. not stepped in. Amen. But I think personally that he's a hero more for being honest in the press uh, that he's gotten since and saying, "I'm not a hero." He's saying these are his words. I'm not a hero. I did that completely out of a selfish act. I was completely doing it just to save myself, which a lot of people in these situations really do. They These are why they have those actions, and they're mm-hmm. less of a, I'm trying to be Superman. I'm trying to be Batman. I'm trying to be Iron Man. I'm trying to save the day. And a lot of times people don't say these honest things, and that tells me he's such an honest person. And good person because he was willing to say, I was really just trying to save my own neck. I, I, I didn't want to be out here. I'm not trying to. This nigga was out here shooting people with a AR-15, and I got a baby to get home to. He has a, a, a baby Joe girl. Jr. Murdered at the waffle. That's not gonna be my story. <laughs> That's not gonna be my story, and I'll fight him for it. He gonna have to earn killing me, is what he said. Yeah. He would have to earn it, and I am completely in line and in formation with that thought pattern because I'll be goddamn. If you think you're going to come into the Waffle House Jones Jr. and kill me <laughs> at the Waffle House for just getting some uh, hash browns covered junk dice smothered dipped done, you're not, no, you're not going to kill me on that. No, you're going to have to fight me on that. You're going to have to fight me. And that's what the fuck he did. So he is the product, product of an HBCU, mm-hmm. TSU, as uh, previously mentioned, and is also um, a hood combatives connoisseur. I live. I'm absolutely here for it. Hey man, um, we have reached um, both of our favorite points of the show. It's time, it time for our last call. So if you are fortunate enough to have some alcohol in your presence, take a Y'all shot. Your neighbors are lighting it up right now. That's not everybody's business. Oh, we're about to drink, but they smoking something healthy. My last call goes to Indeed.com, which recently released a study that diversity jobs are on the rise. In the 15 months before Donald Trump was elected, 87 of every million jobs posted was for a diversity and inclusion role. 15 months after his election, the monthly average has risen to 113 to every million which is a 31% increase in jobs looking for someone who can specialize in diversity and inclusion. And so this is not a shout out to a dead man in the white house, but a shout out to the effects of these companies are understanding like, girl, we're not trying to be like him out here in this media. We need our approval rating to be higher. So everybody out here with the diversity and inclusion job on their job board, Thank you so much. And to everybody who has experience and expertise. And, um, girl, I did this one time. Re- just look at my resume. All the girls who want to apply, 
because they was um the one black girl that worked at American Eagle. Shout out to me. Um, the one girl that worked at Ameri- the one black girl that worked at Gap. Diversity alert. Hello, hire me. I've been through a lot. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> um, and also shout out to um Seth Pearson again, who's the corporate attorney who's being honored by the LGBT Bar Association. He posted a very emotional post on his Instagram this week. Um, he said, "I used to be homeless. I used to be five hundred pounds. People had gave up on me." I have been through a lot. Do you hear me? But I stayed tuned to my goals of getting my law degree. I'm a corporate attorney. And now I'm out here being honored by the LGBT Bar Association. And these hoes is going to have to come with it. So my second last call, in addition from last week, is Seth Pearson again. Because, baby, when you been through it, and the girls going to have to, they're going to have to get your awards together. They're going to have to print your certificates. They're going to have to get it together. Okay? Because I deserve. Hashtag Mama D. I deserve. So, shout out to the Indeed.com study. And shout out to Seth Pearson again. How about that? And shout out to the um young man who had applied to 83 colleges. Got all accepted to all of them. And Fox News was mad about 20. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that he has applied to 20 schools. And now other students are going to lose their opportunity. I applied to 83 and got accepted to all of them. How about that? And another shout out to here for a podcast because we're award winning. One year in the game, snatching trophies, um, recognition, thought leaders in the industry, in our genre. Shout out to Eddie Superman and at Ronald Matters. And um, let's see who else I can shout out. Shout out to God. Shout out to Beyonce. Shout out to Tanitra Michelle Williams for getting engaged this week. My last cock going forever. You should stop me at some point. <laughs> Well, shout out to everybody. How about that? Shout out to Dallas Southern Pride. Shout out to Juneteenth Weekend. Shout out to JBNicole.com. She got a clearance sale going on right now. Get y'all some $2 items and $5 items. Black queer business out here. JBNicole.com. You should stop me at some point. So my last call this week. Shout out to... uh, (laughs) I just did that Bless her heart. Um, that's you know that's what they said when when I I used to come home drunk from school. That's what they said when they had to take her mic away. I'm trying to take I'm taking yeah. his mic away. Bless her heart. Keep her in prayer, devotion. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my last call this week is to the enemy is retreating. The enemy is fucking retreating. Alabama Alabama has gotten two things right in 2018, and I didn't expect them to get nothing right. Um. This year, they rebuked Roy Moore and all of his fuck shit and elected a Democrat to the Senate. And now they historically have two cities in the state, Birmingham included, that have um, citywide ordinances to protect um, people on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity from housing, public accommodations and employment discrimination. Come on. In the state of Alabama. Alabama can do this. They are protecting people. Not just. just. <laughs> Meek Mill is out. I'm just so excited for Kevin Hart and Meek Mill video. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh. Um, so the city is Montevallo. Um, M-O-N-T-E-V-A-L-L-O. Mm-hmm. Um, where they have instituted and broadly 
passed this bill to protect LGBTQIA++ people from all of the discrimination that they currently are able to face in housing, in employment, in all of these facets where they their rights can be taken away and their character can be diminished. And in a state like Alabama, if those things can happen, I know that it can happen in all 50 other states. So, my last call is to Alabama. Hey, man. I never would think... A thought leader? That Alabama <laughs> would be... Progressive? Oh, okay. That for me. But it is. So, shout out to Montevideo. Shout out to Birmingham for being progressive ahead of the curve and knowing your place oh. in history. Hey, man. That is this week's episode of Here For It Podcast. Follow us on the internet at Here For It Pod, patreon.com forward slash Here For It Pod, and of course, um, Instagram, Twitter, Christian Mingle. And the Our uns- back page get, got took down, but that's okay. We coming back. Yeah, and the unsaved number in your daddy phone. Um, and Rent Boys. <laughs> oh, Rent Boys is back. Yeah. Oh, it was Red Men. Yeah, is Rent, it Rent Boys now? It's Rent Boys. Okay, shout out to Cello. We got a profile. Um, follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters, and of course, RonaldMatters.com. Um, don't follow me nowhere. I am the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N. I am scared of niggas following me. Do not follow me nowhere. Yeah, I at am the hiding. grocery store. Don't I follow am. me at the corner mm-hmm. store. Nope. Do not follow me at the liquor store. I'm at the pawn shop trying to get a um, Amazon Fire Stick on sale. Do not follow me. No, do not follow me. I am scary. Thank you. <laughs> and this has been your week's episode of Fear Forward Podcast. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe, share, and like. And twerk a little bit. Shit. Life's hard enough. Bye. Bye.